Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so happy to be here. Amen. We got to give thanks to God each and every day for his blessing, for his love, for his protection, for the very things that he does for us. Amen. Amen. If it wasn't for him, we won't be here today. And we got to give thanks to that. Amen. 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 Let's all bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for giving us this wonderful time, this wonderful moment, Lord God, to, to, you know, really hear what you have to say today. Father God, we know, Lord, and we accept the fact that it is not I who speaks, but it is you who speaks through me, Lord God. So, Father God, at this moment in time, Lord, even I lay down, Lord God, any spirit of pride or any spirit of this is this or this is that, Lord God, and I humble myself in this moment. But I also pray, Lord God, for each and every one of us in this sanctuary today, that we may humble ourselves, Lord God, that we will put aside the very things, Lord God, that causes us distractions, Lord God, and that causes us not to hear your word, Lord God, and that we will embrace you because you are so good and so loving and so kind, God. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, anoint our ears, anoint our hearts. Let us be able to hear you today, Father God. And I pray that you would just bless the word that is going forth so that it may impact our lives and reshape our thinkings and our doings and our way of living, Lord God. Because our desire is to become more like your son, Jesus Christ. Our desire is to become more like you, Lord God. So flow, Father Jesus, flow. Let your spirit flow. Thank you for what you are doing, O oh Lord. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 So, um, as you know, we've been in our relationship series for this February. Sex, love, and relationships. Amen. And uh, our senior pastor, Pastor Arthur Shawick, you know, he came, he came to us, I mean, he came to me, actually, and he, and he said, you know, oh, you know, I want you to, you know, share on the topic, you know, on a topic today and share on friends because it's part of our, you know, relationship series. And I'm saying to myself, like, what? Me? Share on friends? Like me? Like, you know, and uh, I'll say, if anybody should share, it should be uh, Pastor Dwayne over there because for the past couple of weeks, he's been talking about being intentional about making friendships so you can win souls for Christ. <laughs> And I'm like, if anybody, and then he looked at me, and he's like, brother, you know what I have at home? I was like, all right, all right. I was like, all right, you get a break. You get a break this time, amen? Amen, amen, amen. I'm just trying to adjust this a little bit here. You know, I don't know if you haven't been with us. You know, we've been talking about our, uh, you know, sweet 16 year, amen. 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 2016 is our sweet 16. And, you know, I got I to gotta testify because, you know, I got a little blessing over here. You know, I don't usually come up with a with an iPad, you know what I'm saying? So, so someone decided to bless me. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I got to testify to that. Amen. Amen. You know, connections are, are very key. Mm. Mm. Somebody's going to find out today. I'm going to find out today. So we're going to talk about friends today. Amen. 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 I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. Is that cool? Sometimes you just got to dive in, right? And just swim, right? You know, I'm just going to dump, jump, jump right in. You guys ready? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, friends. Friends. Why, why are friendships important? Right? Well, one of the reasons why it's important is because we need each other, okay? We can't do life on our own. Even for a Christian, right, friendships within the faith are highly important, correct? If you don't have a Christian brother or sister that you can call a friend, then that's, that's a problem. And God wants to fix that problem today. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. You guys ready, right? Okay. Jesus. But there's another problem. Some of us have Christian brothers and sisters that we regard as friends, but we've distanced ourselves from them. They are accessible to us, but we don't take advantage of their accessibility. Our connection is weak. 
because we distance ourselves, especially during hard times. Some of us has even gone to the extent of isolating ourselves from our Christian brothers and sisters. Now, we may come to church. Oh, yeah, we come to church, say hi and bye. But there's no real connection. And that lack of connection is the reason why life is so difficult. Struggles that could have been, you know, resolved and overcome weeks ago, you're dealing with them now because of that lack of that vital connection in the body of Christ. If Christ could not walk on his own, could not walk this life on his own, what makes you think that you can do it on your own, right? Honestly, how on earth can we really, 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 really walk this faith alone without accountability? Without a Christian brother or sister that you confide in or pray with, if Jesus didn't dare to do that, how could we? You see, I'm going to the core right now. I told you I was going to jump in because, you know, if you fall asleep, at least you got this. And then, like, you could walk away and be like, oh, remember that. I need a Christian brother, sister, call a friend. But here's the thing. I'm stressing this because this is what God wants you to hear this afternoon. He's saying, please don't isolate yourself within the body of Christ. This is not a time for isolation. This is a time for integration and collaboration. Oh, you know I had rhymes, right? <laughs> this is the time to connect, amen? You don't have to, you know, uh, have it all together. You, can, you can't do this Christian walk on your own. And that's why friendships with our brothers and sisters in Christ is so important. And friendships in general are important, just in general. We need them. Some of you wouldn't have the job you have right now if it wasn't for a good friend that referred you. Amen? Thank you. Thank the Lord for friends. But there's an even bigger problem that God wants to fix today. And that is our understanding of what a friend is. And our understanding of friendship. What does it mean to be a friend? Today, the word friend has become so overused and misused that practically anyone you've known over a period of time would consider them a friend. Oh, yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know him back then. Yeah, that's my friend. You know? Just think about it. The word friend, pretty much, does not hold any weight unless you add adjectives. Right? You can say we're friends versus we're really good friends versus we're very close friends, right? And Facebook hasn't helped the matter either, right? You may have a thousand friends, but do you really have a thousand friendships? Think about it. Do you have a friendship with every person you call a friend? Mm, some of you might hesitate to answer now, right? But why is that? It's because friendship calls into question your relationship. And relationship implies a form of commitment. It implies an ongoing communication. It implies that two people have come to a mutual agreement. Some of you have friendships that you don't even agree with. Whoa. Wow. You know you need to stay in touch. Sometimes you try, but you just don't. Or you know you need to depart, but you stay in it for the wrong reasons. Feeding into a lifestyle that leaves you stuck. Stagnating your destiny. And God wants you to get you out of that today. You know, what if, what if Facebook, you know, were to do a makeover, right? Like they do every so often, you get to back to your Facebook page, like, why did they move that over there? And that's over, like, 
come on, can we just go back to 2005? Like when it was only college people and like all those other people who was up in there? Like, come on, Facebook? It's a business. But what if Facebook were to do a makeover, right? They were to change things up. And instead of saying, you and Kelly are now friends, what if they were to say, you and Kelly now have a friendship? What if before you hit the friend button, they asked, do you have a friendship with Kelly? Do you have a friendship with Tom? Do you want to start a friendship with Billy? Okay, I'm sorry for the, the names. I know they're kind of generic, but, you know, you get the point, right? But if this was so, people would start thinking, right? They'd be like, hold on, wait one second. I mean, do I really have a friendship? Do I really want to start a friendship? Because friendship calls for commitment. So today, I want us to focus on what it really means to be a friend. What does true friendship look like? I'll be sharing a few tips that will help you evaluate your friendship status. Amen. We all want to check our Facebook status, but it might be time to check our friendship status. But I'll be sharing with you a few tips that will help you evaluate your friendship status so that you can build healthy ones. There are many levels of friendships, you know, and sometimes friendships are contingent on the environment that it consists in. But the tips that I will share with you are are generally can be applied to any friendship, whether it's with a colleague or a family member or, you know, a classmate. And some of these tips will even help you to establish friendships that are necessary in your walk in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So the first one, first point, trust. All right? And if, and if I was, before I get into the first one, if I was to, you know, give a title for this message, it would be friends, comma, our undivided attention. Amen? So first one, trust. Let's go into the book of John, chapter 15, verse 13 through 15. Amen. And it reads, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Another version says, I will no longer call you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. We have a friend in Jesus. And Jesus says that we are no longer his servants, but now we are his friends. If. We do what he commands. Now, some of you might be thinking that, man, this is kind of overbearing, you know? Like, I mean, he's asking, he's saying that Jesus considers us friends only if, you know, if we do what he says, right? I mean, have you ever walked into a, a friendship or been in a friendship where someone says that, you know, we're only friends if you do what I tell you to do? Most of you will probably run away, right? <laughs> in the instant, like, shh. You're crazy, what? I'm going over here. See, what are you trying to start? But why is Jesus saying this? First, we have to remember that Jesus is Lord. So when he commands us to do something, it means that he want, he, he's telling us to do it for our own good. It's the best option, the best route, because he has seen it all. But there's a deeper, deeper reason why he's saying all of this. If I were to ask you why Christians fail to follow God's commands, some of you would say, you know, it's out of fear. Like, they probably don't want to do that because they are afraid of the outcome or afraid of taking that leap of of, of faith or that step, you know. And although that's true, yes, it's true, that's just the surface. The real reason why we fail at times to obey God is because we don't trust him. Trust is the issue. Trust is the factor. We can have all the fears, all the feelings, all the doubts, 
in the world. But at the end of the day, it comes down to trust. No relationship can start without trust. True friendships cannot begin without a certain level of trust. And no relationship can last without it. So trust establishes friendships. Amen? It is the foundation. True friendships begin with a certain level of trust. And trust grows over time. There are many layers, right? I mean, you know, I, I, may, I may share with you my ambitions or, you know, whatever like that, but I might not share with you my deepest feelings and, and concerns and my troubles, you know? You know, I might not share with you, you know, my self-esteem issues or my insecurities. I might, I might not share that with you. And why? Because, you know, we're just not as familiar with each other yet, right? I mean, it's much easier for me to trust my sister than it is for me to trust the girl I met like a couple weeks ago, right? It's not because of blood or the fact that, oh, yeah, she's my sister. It's the name. She's my sister. No, 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 no. It's not necessarily because of that. It's because we grew up together. We have a shared life together. So I have a better understanding of who she is, what she means to me, and where she's coming from. But if, let's say I were to grow up in a foster home and, you know, I had never met my biological sister until a couple days ago, I may be more reluctant to share with her my deepest feelings and emotions because we're not as familiar with each other yet. And this is even true in our society. We are afraid to trust something we don't know or understand. Perhaps that's why some people who you've tried to share the gospel with ain't going to take it because they don't really trust it because, you know, they don't really understand it. They don't know the value of it. We are afraid to trust people we don't know or understand. Perhaps that's why, you know, you, you're, you're reluctant to get closer to your neighbor or to even get close to your neighbor. History has told this story a thousand times, right? Whites against blacks, Nazis against Jews, the self-proclaimed superior against the so-called inferior. The spirit of ignorance has dealt its deadly hand because we choose not to trust one another. But in order to overcome this ignorance, you have to put your trust in something or someone, right? In order to come, overcome the fears and the lies, you actually have to give the person some level of trust. Trust allows you to open the door and see who the person truly is, right? It allows you to become familiar. And this is why Jesus put this statement out here in John chapter 15, verse 13 to 15. He has been with the disciples for such a long time at this point, you know, and the disciples, even though they weren't familiar with him, they were willing to follow him, right? They were willing to put their faith in him and trust him. And in doing so, Jesus Christ revealed many truths about himself and about what is to come. And then he called them friends. Amen. Amen. Everybody say shared moments. That's number two. Friendships grow over time, but time is not what makes a friendship grow. You can say someone is your friend now and you can trust them, you know, seasons come and go. But five years from now, they may not be your friend, even though you still trust that person. Everybody say shared moments. Shared moments are what makes a friendship last, and, it what, and it's what makes it grow. Shared moments are crucial because it increases your familiarity with the person, and that allows for the bond of trust to grow even further. So, what are shared moments? Okay. Now, I said shared moments, okay? Not shared moments. Shared moments. 
All right. Some of you were like, oh, he said share moments. So I'm going to share my moment with, you know, tell him what I had. What Shared moments. Shared moments can actually consist of calling a friend. Not Facebooking them. <laughs> not Snapchatting them and all that good stuff. It actually consists of, you know, calling a friend. Just because you sent a picture, all right, to your friend on Facebook, doesn't mean you shared a moment together. And that's why I said shared moments and not share moments. <laughs> because what you really did was shared information that's beneficial. Amen? But the lasting impact of shared information is nothing compared to the lasting impact of a shared moment. I'm going to say that again. The lasting impact of shared information is nothing compared to the lasting impact of a shared moment. You can say, remember that time when, you know, we went snorkeling in Hawaii? Wasn't that fun? And your friend's like, yeah, it was so great. It was amazing. But if you say, remember that time when I sent you that picture of me snorkeling in Hawaii? Wasn't that amazing? Frank will look at you like, what do you mean by remember that time? What? I, I remember the time? I wasn't even, how would I know how amazing, I guess it wasn't really that amazing because I wasn't there. Come on. Right? Ten years from now, you know, I may not be talking to you about the pictures or the videos I share with you. Right? Instead, I will say, Remember that time when we went to that place or when we traveled to that area? Remember that moment that we shared? Wasn't that great? Share moments requires you to sacrifice a portion of your time. Share moments requires you to sacrifice a portion of your time. It consists in setting up days to meet up and say, hey, you know, why don't we check out that new film, you know, that's out in the theaters. Why don't we get a uh, bite to eat? Hey, what, can I hang over at your house, you know? That's a shared moment. Why don't we go bungee jumping? <laughs> that's a radical shared moment. <laughs> a radical <laughs> like, yeah, I was there with you, but I watched you drop. I wasn't going down there. <laughs> Bye-bye. There you go. How was that good? Okay. All right. I was there with you. I saw it happen. And I laughed a lot. <laughs> Amen. You want to know why your level of trust builds in sheer moments? It's because now you are physically present. Some part of you is exposed, whether it's your voice on the phone, your surroundings, or you being right there with the person. You're not hiding behind the screen. You are vulnerable. Whew. My, my, my. Trust develops when you're willing to be vulnerable. And being present is a level of vulnerability. You are open, right? Your attention is on that person at that time. Being present is necessary for any part of, or any type of relationship. We've been talking about marriage relationships, we've been talking about courting, dating over the past weeks. Being present is essential to any type of relationship. It's part of human nature. You know, technology might change, but human nature remains the same. Technology might change, but human nature remains the same. We still long to be present with others. And that won't change regardless of where technology goes. You want to know why a phone call is so important? A phone call shows that you value that person. What it is saying is that you're willing to give up your time 
and attention to that individual, you know, and you're willing to do that no matter what. It may not be, you know, completely, because sometimes you be on the phone and might be looking at something else, but, you know, it's definitely deeper, right, a deeper level than a text. Am I right? Okay, praise the Lord. Because you see, when you're texting, you can text 10 separate people within a matter of minutes. And I'm not talking about a group text. What I'm saying is you text that person, you text that person, you text that person, all in five minutes. You know, because life is busy and you know, we want to go. So, you know, boom, 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 boom. All right, all right, whatever. Or they send me a message. Okay, whatever. Text, all right. But imagine trying to hold 10 different conversations on the phone within matters of minutes. 10 separate. It's not even technologically impossible because it just doesn't make sense. Right? Right? Your attention is completely divided. Each time you hang up, all right, I'm going to do 10 conversations. So I hang up there, all right, you pick up the next call. You talk to the person, you put that person on hold, you pick up the next call. You talk to that person, put that person on hold, and then all of a sudden, right, that person would become, well, everybody would become so upset. Why? Because you're not paying attention to them. My Lord. And that's why texting can't build strong friendships. There's a delayed response. I mean, it might help in keeping a conversation going, you know, when you're busy, but it's not the end-all, be-all of communication. You want to know why being present is even more important than a phone call or more valuable than a phone call or a text. Well, it's because it doesn't only show that you value that person, but it also shows that you value their presence. You enjoy their company. You like being right where they are. Speaking to them on the phone is just not enough. Texting is just not enough. Because their physical presence makes a difference. And it is in those moments that friendships can actually grow. Amen? Praise the Lord. Is anybody going to help today? All right, all right. All right, I see you guys are still awake. Praise God. Yes. The enemy has not snatched you into the sleep. Praise God. Praise God. Number three, reliability. If you look at the story of Jonathan and David in the, in the Bible, uh, you will see that there are many moments where David was in a tough place. And, uh, you know, when he had to escape from King Saul, who is actually Jonathan's father, you know, Jonathan was able to help David in a dire moment. He was there for him. Amen. You know, you know, when he was going to capture, he told him, okay, this go, this would do this, whatever. He was there for him. Amen. And I encourage you to read that, that, that scripture. I'm not going to go all into the whole Bible text. Cause you know, it's, you know, it's chunky, you know, old Testament is chunky. So, but it's good stuff though. And it can still be applied to today. Amen. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know reliability there's a song that used to say count on me through thick and thin a friendship that will never end when you are weak I will be strong helping you to carry on call on me I will be there don't be Afraid. Please believe me when I say, count on. You can count on me. I can. Not to share or tell others about what you just agreed not to share, right? Now, I know none of us are perfect. Okay? No friend is perfect. All right? Every friend has a flaw or flaws, plural. 
Everybody has an issue, okay? But the question is, do you value the friendship enough to look into your flaws and do something about them, especially when it's hurting the other person? Our friendships are meant to help free us from some of our flaws. That's why we can't do life on our own. We need them because they reveal something that's inside of us that we probably wouldn't have known if we never got in contact with them. That's why friendships are valuable. Everybody say, lay down your life. That's number four. Lay down your life. Now, I, might have, I would have probably called this love, but, you know, Today, you know, love, it's just so many different meanings and stuff, and you know, I can probably give you the right meaning, but I want to make sure that when you look back at your notes, you don't just see love, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to love my friend, but as you see, lay down your life. John chapter 15, verse 13 says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now, I may sh- I've, I've, I've shared with you some practical steps, some principles, and things like that, right? But this can all fail if you have the wrong motives or if your friend has the wrong motives, right? Some people, you know, you know get into uh, friendships because they want to show off and be like, yo, man, yeah, I got this person, that person. Look at me. You know, I'm rolling. You know, I'm, I'm good, you know? Some people just have friends because, you know, it makes them, like, you know, feel a certain way. You know, it makes them feel good, so they draw that from that friend, you know, and, and all those things, right? Even some people are in friendships, you know, and they take things from people, but they never give back. They never pour into that friendship, never encourage that person. It's a lopsided friendship. That's not friendship. That's not true friendship. True friendship occurs when you are willing to lay down your life for the other. Now, this is not a death sentence, okay? All right, I'm not talking about jump out in the street like, we are! It's not, this, is not, this is not what I'm saying here. It means that you are willing to... <laughs> I gotta be real, right? You know what I'm saying? I gotta be real. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's one of the reasons why some people can't accept the gospel sometimes because they they like, what do you... Come on, for real? Let's be real. Common sense, real? That's not what it's saying. Come on, you know what it's saying. Look at the context. What he was talking about, where he was when he said it. Just take that word and be like, oh, he said that. My Lord. So I'm trying to help some of you guys so that when you go out and start sharing the gospel with people, you know, you start looking at the context, you know. Amen. Praise the Lord. Discipleship is happening right now. Mm. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Amen. So, yes, it's not a death sentence. It means that you are willing to give up your time or lay down your time, right, for them, right? You know, our schedules are so busy these days. You know, we go from here to there to there to there. But you have to be intentional about laying down your time, about giving your time to that person if you really value that friendship or that relationship or if you really are seeking a friendship, which you do need, okay? Don't front. It also consists in laying down your resources for them. Right. You may have something that they need. Right. You might have some wisdom that they need. Uh, you, you, you might have some money that they need. Right. And some of us are so, you know, oh, I, what? Oh, man, he hurt. What, Lord, you told me to go and do what? Nah, let me clear my air out. You know, you know, I don't know. I must have heard something. I must have been wrong. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm going to pay his what? No. Nah. But it does require us laying down our resources. If you have it, why not you give it? Right? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank God for benevolence in the church. Amen. It even requires you to lay down your emotions sometimes. Right? That person might irk you. Say something that just irks you. Like, what? Did you just say, I mean, we've been friends, we've been doing this. And he just said, what? But it requires you to lay down that emotion so that you guys can come to a place where you can come to a, find a solution to the actual problem that exists. Right? I'm not saying you're being stepped all over or anything like that. But it's about you not saying, oh, but look, you know, I'm feeling all whatever. 
What's the problem here? What's the solution? Is the friendship that valuable? A friendship is one that has been tested. All right. If you want some issue with a friend and you just like, look, you know, I'm in this, whatever, and I don't know, I don't think this thing works out. I don't know what this wrong with this person, blah, 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 you know, uh, you know, and, and, and you guys have had a healthy friendship and this thing just pops up, you know, you got to just think and say, wait, hold on. All right. What's really going on here? You know? You know, what's really going on here? Is it my emotions? Is this, you know, and, and that's and that's and that's why that's why the Bible is so important. Because it gives us wisdom and understanding how to deal with some of our issues and our circumstances and situations and things like that. You know, if you don't have that, you know, then Lord help us. <laughs> because we can be able to see what Jesus Christ did, you know. And be able to learn from that so that we can live out healthy relationships and healthy lives. And a real friendship is still alive even after the test is over. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number four. The right kind of friends. (laughs) The right kind of friends. Sorry, that's five. That's five. That's five. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14 says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Our pastor, Pastor Arthur actually shared this scripture a couple of uh, weeks ago when we talked about the 10 dating principles for your Baywatch. Amen. And this was one of the things about, you know, not being yoked or not, uh, you know, the idea of not dating people who are unbelievers. And a lot of people have controversies. Oh, what does that mean? What are you talking about? What does that mean? It's not so clear. I don't know. But if your friend constantly puts you in certain situations where you have to compromise your faith, or your walk, then you need to pray to God about that relationship. Okay? You know, I'm not saying just drop it, but you need to pray God about it because then you will find some tools and some understanding of what needs to happen next. You know, it's really a good thing when we can establish a connection with unbelievers because it gives you the opportunity to share your testimony, to pray for them, to share the gospel. To be a light in the midst of darkness, right? But that connection should not cause you to jeopardize your standing with God. God might tell you to drop that friendship immediately. And some of you might just need to distance yourself from them or not meet them in places where you can fall into sin too. Right? When the Bible says, tells us not to be yoked with these people, all right, and an unbeliever can even be somebody who claims that they're Christian, but they're not really living a Christian life, or they're not even attempting or desiring or pushing towards that kind of lifestyle. But when it tells us this, that means that when it says yoke, it means that there's an attachment, okay? What is a yoke? Yoke definition for that is a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to the plow or cart that they are to pull. Wow. So, that means that wherever I go, he or she goes. That means that wherever he goes, I go. Because we are yoked. There's an attachment. That's what a yoke is. Are you yoked to friends that you can't say no to when they offer you, oh, yeah, get another drink, yo, come on, man. Or get that hit, you know, come on. Or when they invite you into places that compromise your faith. Can you say no? Right? You can still have a friendship with somebody who is an unbeliever, who doesn't really strongly or continue walking that lifestyle. You can have that, but... If you guys are yoked 
And what I'm saying yoked is that you have this desire and passion that, oh, I got to be there with them because this and that, you know, whatever like that. And you can't say no. Then that is a problem. I know it's hard. Okay. Because when we have a connection, when we're tight with people, you know, it's, it's a real thing. It's an important thing. It's an intimate thing sometimes. But we really got to think, you know, about our friendship with Christ. Our friendship with Christ is more important than our friendship with some people. Okay? That's just the truth. When we all go to heaven, or oh, a day, to, day of rejoicing that will be. Right? And you want to be there in heaven with Jesus. You want to be there. You don't want to, you don't want to just, you know, uh, cause yourself to, to go all the way and backslide to the point that, that, that you're no longer a Christian anymore. You're no longer a believer. You no longer have that connection with God. I'll share a story. When I left New Jersey to go down to D.C. and and go to college, you know, and this is around the time when Facebook was start was was like you know on and popping. You know, my 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 sister she, Marola she had Facebook, and then she told me about it. Other people were telling me I was like, what's this thing? And it was on and popping. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, it's exclusive only college people. That's what I'm talking about. And you know, you had all these connections with people, and you reached out. And the great thing about it was the fact that. I was going into an environment that I was not familiar with. I was going into an environment where I really didn't know anybody in that place. Okay? I was going off to college, you know, and another state, miles away. So, it was very important for me to create friendships, lasting friendships. I'm going to be there for four years, you know. You want to get connected with people who are there, right? And now at this point, you know, I was, I was in the church. I was, you know, you know, it was great, you know, and everything. And I learned so much in my 17 and 18 years of being in, in you know, well, kind of like that. Being in church, I mean, it was 15 or so. I can't remember, you know, one, two, three. I don't know if my parents took me at the time. I think they did, you know, but I don't have that kind of memory. <laughs> I get there and it's orientation and it's all amazing. It's all good. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, you Facebooked me. Oh, you poked me. That's when poking was like popular back then. And there was one person that I met and he was from New Jersey. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Jersey in the house. You know, now there was a lot of people at that school that were from New Jersey. But, you know, this one person was actually in my orientation group and he was from New Jersey and we were like not too far from each other. And I was like, what? Yo, what's up? You know, he's like, oh, cool, you know, whatever. So we talked and we gathered and we had a good, you know, starting, um, you know, a, a, a relationship, well, not relationship, but we had a, a nice uh, starting, uh, you know, establishment of a friendship all in one day, right? And um, I remember, you know, you know, the day was, 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 you know, getting, going over and, you know, it came to a point where like, you know, everybody was going back to their dorms and stuff like that. And he was like, Hey, you know, you know, me and a couple of my friends on my floor, you know, we're going to, you know, meet up, hang out, you know, you want to come up? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh wait, hold on. You, you're in that same building. Oh yeah. I could just, Oh wow. We're not, we're not even that far from each other. So I go up, I, you know, come up there and I get into the room and everybody, you know, is, is this like, Wilding out, cracking up, and you know, you know, pre gaming, as they say, and uh, you know, just doing whatever. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm here. But I was just thinking to myself, like, man, you know, there is a there is a policy that even if you're in a room with other people who are drinking, you actually could, you know, get some sort of like, you know, uh, 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 you know, reprimanded or you know, even if you suspended or whatever it may be. And I was like, ooh, this is kind of like, you know, whatever. I don't know if I should keep on staying here, you know. You know, that's when you're, you're, you, start, you start feeling that, like, you know, pressure. Like, oh, should I stay? Should I, you know, whatever. I'm like, all right, it's all cool. It's all good. And like, yeah, let's leave. Let's leave. We're going to head over to this party, whatever, like that. I'm like, oh, okay, where's the party? Party. Oh, yeah, it's over in that, um, the, 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 uh, the, the townhouse, you know, apartments over there, you know. It's just right up the, uh, at the patio, right up the steps. And I'm just like, that's a party for people who are over 21 or whatever like that, and it's in the whatever, and there's going to be people there that are going to be, it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I should be really going. I'm like, okay, you know what? Ah, whatever, whatever. I don't want to be looking like I'm, like, the sour one, you know, like, not the cool kid, like, you know, whatever. Like, come on, man, what? 
I'm gonna roll with this dude, you know, be cool, you know, we had such great conversations, stuff like that, and I need to hang out with right people, you know, I even met somebody who was, you know, from my own country, and I was like, yo, what's up, you know, she didn't look like she was my country, but that's another thing, <laughs> I think my sister know about that, that's another thing, though, Let's praise the Lord, but, um, but she was, though, you know, Nigerians, we all over the place, not like, you know, like, we, we do our thing, but we, you know, we, 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 we global, okay, I'm just saying that, but anyways, so I go, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm like I you know across the street, and I see them going up the steps, and I'm just going up the steps, and I could just feel this weight. I'm just like, and all I could just feel was thinking back to like, you know, me back, you know, you know, back in Jersey, all the things I learned was like that. And I'm going up this. I know what's gonna be up here. I hear the music, you know, you know, blasting. I hear people going crazy. I'm just like, and I'm just like, I can't do this. I just walk, lonely walk, back to my dorm. People who ain't hanging out, hey, yo, how's it going? Staying in their dorm, like, how's it going? Good, yeah. Back in my room, roommate not even there. Roommate comes back, they're like, yo, man, it was been crazy, man. Where you, where you been here the whole time? Just listening to my Jesus music, I rock. <laughs> right? And I just thought to myself, like, man. <sighs> and it was a period where I just felt like, inside, I did kind of feel lonely. I was like, man, I need to find people who are kind of like me, who loves Jesus, just like I do. But this is hard, Lord. How can I do this? <sighs> and so... Later on, it happened that I believe somebody who was in one of my classes, I learned that this person was, you know, a believer, and then we started doing church hopping. But still, there wasn't that really strong connection, you know what I'm saying? But then, I got involved in a club, and that club had an event, and they went out into the city, and I remember we were walking, doing a walk for that event. And the person that I knew in that club knew somebody else that was part of that whole club as well that I never even knew. And I'm like, hey, yo, what's up? Hey, you know, introducing, hi, how's it going? How's it going? And we started a conversation in the midst of that event, in the midst of that shared moment. And what I found out was that this person was a believer. Not only was this person uh, 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 a believer, but he was going to a church that was in the city. And I was like, what, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, come, you should come, whatever, me, a couple of group of people, you know, we go to this church, whatever, that, you know, come out. I went to that church, and it was the best thing ever. You talk about the love that we see here at the Gathering Church, it was just like that. It was amazing. And it was from there that I was able to build a relationship and a friendship with those people. They even started campus ministry on, that, on, that, on, the, on the college campus. And things just started you know, happening. And, and it was at a point where we were having fun. We were doing stuff. We went rollerblading. We went this and that. We did all this stuff. We had a good time. And we had a strong relationship. So the reason why I share this story with you today is because of the main fact that sometimes we're afraid to let go of certain friendships because we feel like we're going to be lonely and that there's nothing else out there when the truth of the matter is that God has something greater in store for you. But if you just let go and trust in the Lord, you will find that friend. You will find that person that you need. You will find those relationships that you need to, you need, you need, you need to have. You got to let go in order to receive. You got to let go in order to receive, in order to have those lasting friendships. You have to let go of the ones that are the wrong ones that are killing your foundation in Christ. That is important. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Another version says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, Right? All those Facebook friends, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So if you're here, you need to link up with another believer, you know, you know, potentially someone who is on the same level as you. Maybe they're single. Maybe they're, you know, if you're a single mom, maybe someone who's a single mom. Maybe, you know, you need to be intentional and link up with certain people. 
even right now, the best way to do this is to sign up for connection groups. Okay? We have Sister Yolanda here, and then Deacon Willie is here. Amen? We have, uh, we have uh, uh, Brother Island who's here. Amen? You guys can stand up if you like. You know, you ain't got to be shy. People need to see. People need to know. All right? Amen. Praise God. You know, I, I'm also here. I also have a, a, a connection group as well. I know the New York crew people are not here today, but there's one also if you, you are in New York as well. So there's opportunities for you to create friendships that are lasting. You know? And these, these, these friendships are so it's, it's so, it's so crucial. It's so important. Okay? You know, because that's where the bond begins. That is where strength begins. Amen? Amen. So we're coming to a close here. Well, not necessarily a close, but this is the last point here. And it's encourage, encourage, encourage. One of the members of, of, of our small group, you know, shared a powerful statement, you know, with, with our group this week. And she sent it in and, and it stated, stop allowing people who don't make a deposit into you to keep taking a withdrawal out of you. They don't value your worth. I'm going to repeat that again. Stop allowing people who don't make a deposit into you to keep taking a withdrawal out of you. They don't value your worth. And when she sent that, I was like, wow, that's powerful. You know, sometimes when something's powerful, you don't even have the words. It's like, man, that was big. And that's the truth. If your so-called friends always come into you with problems and they never pour into your life or barely ask you how you're doing, then you got to call that friendship into question. Is this healthy for you? You know, there are times when, you know, our friends are going to need us in really, really, really tough situations. You need to be there for them wholeheartedly, you know, for your friend. But is this happening all the time? You know, are you always the one who is doing all the, you know, just pouring into them, pouring into them, pouring into them, and there's nothing that's coming out? You might as well call yourself a counselor or a mentor. It's not a friend. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, As iron, iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Proverbs 27 17. That's why connection groups are so important. For some of you, your schedule might be tight. You're like, look, you know, I have this and that. I'm trying to feed a fan. I'm trying to do this. Okay? But at least link up with a brother or sister during the week. I'm so thankful for Brother Isaac. He came... He came to he came to me, and uh, you know he had such a desire to stay connected. You know he was like you know my schedule is this and that, but I, I really want to stay connected. And he's like, look, yo, I can't make connection group, but you know what? You, Pastor Dwayne, Deacon Willie, you guys are gonna be my connection throughout the week. I said, praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. You know. And sometimes you get caught up in like, oh yeah, you know the time, the schedule, like that. But if you really want it, you're gonna go and get it. right some of you might even need to create friendships in your career right it might look a bit different from other friendships you have but it requires the same tips that I've given you alright today trust, shared moments right which are key for any friendship especially with a colleague you know know, there needs to be a certain level of trust and you gotta have shared moments okay Amen? Because you don't know what they're going to be able to pour on you. You don't know what collaboration you guys might have. You don't know where your destinies might go. Amen? You don't even know what testimony you might put on their lives, even if they're not believe, uh, saved. Right? Amen. Not all friendships just haphazardly happen. Sometimes we have to be intentional about making the friendships with like-minded people in the faith as well. So that's what I have. That's what the Lord wants to share with you today. God wants to free some people. Amen? The first litmus test you can do today, you've got to be practical about this, to figure out if you really have, you know, if certain people are really your friends, the first litmus test, look at your Facebook page. Okay? If your Facebook friends that you're calling your friends are not on your contact list on your phone, then... 
we can guess that there's a high probability that they are not really your friends. I'm just saying. Look at your... <laughs> I'm just saying, right? It might be an acquaintance. You know, you might have some sort of connection. But, um, you know, friends, like, you know, friends call each other. Okay? Look at your recent calls. They have not been on your recent call list within the past three months. <laughs> oh, God is so good. Mm. God is so good. God is practical, y'all. Yo, I'm telling you right now. He's trying to help us. Chances are they are not your friends. Because you know why? You would have at least called them to say Happy New Year's or have Merry Christmas this past three months. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Like for real. Yes. Wow. You would have done something. Wow. My my. People are feeling so lonely this day and age because our attention is so divided more than ever. More than ever. So I'm encouraging you guys. To be intentional about the relationships that you have and, and, and the friendship that you have, you know. And if you really, you know, value that friendship, apply some of these things, you know. Apply these things to your, to your walk, to your step, your daily life. I'm not saying it's easy. Nothing you do is going to be easy. But these things are important, you know. And I'm sure there's many other tips, many other tips to, 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 to continue that lasting friendship, to continue to make friendships, you know, worth the while. One thing you have to understand, too, is that, you know, friendships, they come and they go. You know, they come and they go sometimes. There are certain seasons for friendships. Amen? And, and sometimes, you know, we, 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 you know we, we may get so attached and be like, oh, well, what happened? What happened? But we have to look and evaluate, okay, you know, it was beneficial at that time. But because of situation, location, or whatever it may be, you know, we're not as tight as we used to. And that's not bad. This means you got to make new friends. Right? So we have to understand that. And, and, and another thing we have to understand is that, you know, this does not mean that we have to make, you know, go out and make everybody our friends or have to be a friend to everybody. Sometimes, you know, that reveals something inside of us and it's a spirit of insecurity or something that's, that's revealed inside of us because, you know, we just, we, we need that, we just, we just need that attachment. So we need to have all the people, you know, and we're just making friends here, making friends here, making friends there. Then, you know, you don't really have time to really develop, you know, a strong, lasting friendship. And I think this applies to all of our lives, you know. So if you desire to, to establish healthy friendships, I want to encourage you to stand up right now so that we can pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. In order to have lasting friendships we have to first build trust we have to be willing to give that trust <coughs> even when we're not familiar with the person we have to create time for shared moments because it is within the shared moments that trust builds and that we become more familiar and that things get better over time and that there will be memories and memories that will last. Amen? There needs to be reliability or you can even say loyalty, you know? Are you loyal? Are you reliable? Can they count on you? Can they count on you? You know, we need that. It calls for you to lay down your life for that person. Even when it may not be a convenience to you. And the thing that you thought would not be a convenience to you eventually becomes a convenience to you, becomes a blessing. It calls for the right kind of friends so that we won't lose our standing with the Lord. We do not want stagnated destiny, Lord God. So God, help us, help us, help us, Lord. Speak to us, God. Father God, we love you. 
We love you so much. We love you so much. And we thank, we're thankful for the relationships and friendships that you have put in our lives. So, Father God, may we receive and embrace that blessing, Lord. Protect us, guide us, and direct us. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise God.